0: Now and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy
1: Well,
0: we had a choice: steak, fish.
1: Yes, yes, I remember. I had lasagna. How do you want that cooked? Not to a crisp, for bloody soft. You want me to hold the chicken? I want you to hold it between your knees.
0: Have to get work. He likes the town. He paints
1: toy soldiers, and his good. Give us a bottle of your finest champagne, five shrimp cocktails, and some bread for my brother. Now here you are, the best spaghetti in town. Hey everyone, it's Matt Knutson, and welcome to the Grabbing Lunch podcast. This is Grabbing Lunch episode fifty. We're fifty, everybody. All right. Um, I can't believe it. Thank you so much to uh, everyone who's been listening and supporting. Uh, And a big hello and welcome to everyone who is now listening to the show on the Sexpot Comedy Network. You can find out more about them at sexpotcomedy.com. It is basically the comedy collective uh, from a bunch of phenomenal people based out of Denver, Colorado. So I am happy to be on board Team Sexpot for episode 50. And um, I actually started getting promotional Invitations from AARP in the mail for this podcast. So I think uh, this podcast has access to some pretty sweet discounts on glasses and uh, rascals. Nevertheless, here we go. Uh, it is episode 50. This is My Lunch with Chad Daniels. And uh, if you've been listening to the show before uh, with any degree of regularity, you see that generally speaking, I usually have me and two other guests. I feel like three is the magic number for the show, because it kind of keeps it uh, rolling a little bit more, and then somebody says something that makes somebody else think of something, and it just, the conversation over lunch seems to flow. Um, I was actually going to be having lunch with Chad Daniels and David Huntsberger, uh, but on the way to lunch, uh, David had something come up and could not make it, and so Chad and I just got together, and I think he could say this himself, we've uh, hung out very briefly, Socially, so we don't know each other that well. But it was really fun to sit down and get to know him better because I asked him questions, he asked me questions, and we just, uh, I don't know, I'm a big fan of his, and he is just a sweet man. So uh, it is Chad Daniels. You have seen him. Uh, He's one of the handful of comedians that actually did uh, The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien in that very small window. Uh, that Conan was behind the desk at the Tonight Show. Uh, he's also been on Conan's regular show. He had his own half hour on Comedy Central. You can find more about him at his website, Chad Daniels, C H A D D A N I E L S, dot com, or um, he's on Twitter at Chad Daniels34, at Chan Daniels34. And you know this is what I do every time. And even though it's just one person, I'm not going to make an exception for this. Uh, Chad Daniels sounds like this. Well, that's that's the thing. If, if somebody oozes it, I'm like, are you for sure? Are you sure?
0: Because you're married to a guy that did it, or you are a guy that did it, or you know your kids are doing it, or whatever it is. Right. Like, you might want to think about that right. before you start judging.
1: I don't know about you, but I'm pretty intrigued. As to what he was talking about And I was there It's Chad Daniels It's the Grabbing Lunch podcast You can go to GrabbingLunch.com To see pictures of my guests Link to conversation topics Listen to previous episodes Or God bless you Even make a donation to support the show, uh, and plus a portion of every donation goes to support the Los Angeles Food Bank, L.A. Food Bank here in L.A. All of that and oh so much more is going down at grabbinglunch.com. Also, um, shoot me an email. Say, hey, where are you are listening from? I- I'd love to uh, to connect. Grabbinglunch.com. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and of course, find us on Sex Pop Comedy. New episodes come out every Saturday. Including this Saturday, my lunch with Chad Daniels at Larchmont Bungalow. Let's see. Uh, what? Chad Daniels? <laughs> Glad you could make it. Thank you. Oh, You're so, fun. nice. so funny. So funny. This is almost, like, so perfect Los Angeles. Not only just, like, the area, but, like, what's happening around us. It's literally on Marchmont Boulevard, which is, like, almost the waspiest kind of, you know, L.A. version you could do. There's a sign right over your shoulder about, um, getting plastic surgery. Oh, this is perfect. So so this is, cla- actually, it's even more perfect because it's not even plastic surgery. It's cool sculpting. It's like, they're going to freeze the fat off. It's just like, I don't, I just don't buy it, you know? Yeah, I don't buy any of that
0: stuff. I think you're just supposed to yeah. figure it out and do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Eat less
1: exercise. I think that's the thing. Yeah, that just that just seems too difficult. Oh yeah, it portion the control. Yeah. You know,
0: I'm sure a bunch of people have gets like this out here that move from the Midwest. But I really do. When I come out here, I feel like about a two. But when I'm home. Solid six, seven.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you six, have to have a, maybe
0: a... seven on a good
1: day. A wife and some kids. Yeah. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, this is, this is where people come to be professionally attractive. Right. You know? Yeah. Especially, too, because, like, this Larchmont and then, like, Paramount the Studios is, like, right up the street, and this is the whole... Okay. And then down here, like, is, like, the... Million dollar mansions and the whole, you know. Oh, so right. it's so this, we, are the heart of it. we are in the heart of it all. Heart is beautiful. It's true. It's almost because I live in Santa Monica and it's not this uh, affluent, but it has the same kind of vibe only with the beach. So
0: yeah, I wish I would have known that because that's where I'm going right after this. Oh, are you really? I just come right
1: to you. I oh. want to spend the day at the beach. So. Uh, where are you going? I have the day. I'm, I don't know. I'm going to go Third Street Promenade. That's right where I live Do a little walking around Yeah I live basically On like uh, 18th in Montana up By the library there I always park uh, I don't know
0: exactly What it is But you take the 10 Almost to the beach And then you go off And uh, park on Colorado Yeah There's a big parking structure Oh yeah That's where I
1: always park 4th and 5th Yeah yeah It's kind of my go
0: to It's my go to move yep. I know one way To get everywhere in this city And if it's blocked off I'm in really big
1: trouble Right I just don't go that day though. It's like the 10 Or La Brea Anything that gets yeah. too far away From the of those. <laughs> I learned the bray when I first got here, and now everything—that's how my mind is locked. It in. It's just like, now where are we in relation to the you know? Yeah, I think your mind. Hi. Hi. I not
0: What are the
1: Oh, we order food inside. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right.
0: Oh. Well, there you go. The sign says they deliver. I guess not to tables. <laughs> You know, <laughs> just at homes. <laughs> we don't do close quarters. Wow. So if you want to order it from your home like miles away, we'll bring
1: it to you. We will accommodate. Right. You awesome. get it yourself. That's okay. right. Okay. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah, so I think your brain
0: probably just uh, locks in successes. Right. How you got to those successes. Interesting. And if La Brea. Brought you to the places you needed to be. It's right. probably a go-to for definitely. Yeah. And
1: when I first moved here, I did like an internship at like a film company, and um, and I was just like, well, okay, I come from Culver City, i live with to town, i La Brea. And like within my first week, Cuba Gooding Jr. came into the office. And like, what? I said, I said, yeah. What do you mean? You, you show me the money. You know. <laughs> There's a the- yeah, that's an interesting theory. That's you great. found your success. And this was like pre-Snow Dogs, yeah. Cuba. Yeah. I, uh, you oh, know, yeah. <laughs>
0: when, it, when it wasn't about the <laughs> nest egg, it was about performance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah, exactly. He's one of those guys that just kind of... He's been around for years and always will be around and end up in you know stuff here and there. I think he's a good actor.
0: Yeah, what does he say in did, like, a You didn't uh, shoplift the coochie.
1: What in what? Jerry
0: Maguire. Oh. He talking to Jerry. He's talking, Jerry. Jerry's like, "You don't shoplift a coochie from a single mother." <laughs> or something like
1: that. He's so good in that. I agree. It's one of those things. Once it's like that, once some people see like, your high watermark, yeah, it's tough to like hit that. Or if you like recreate that performance, like, oh yeah, he's just aping what he did. And, and Jerry yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, that's just a sex, uh, success thing. Right. right back to that, it's like, it got him the Academy Award. Right. Um, the movie was a huge success. Cameron right. Crow directed and so he goes back to those
1: acting chops or that character to try to recreate it. Yeah. I mean, say what you will about Tom Cruise he makes great movies you know all his like public persona and like you know unstable and all that stuff but every movie that I've seen him is just like this is this is pretty entertaining I'm uh, a, what was that one uh, not die another day it was just the, his newest one with Edge of Tomorrow Edge of Tomorrow. thank you uh, video one demanded it five dollars from Apple iTunes it was like uh, It was a good movie I've heard it's great It's really good I'm waiting
0: I have to um, Anytime there's a PG-13 movie Mm -hmm. I don't watch it When I'm on the road Mm -hmm. I make sure that I'm with my son Because there's some movies That I really want to watch That he can't watch Right So movies are pretty good The kid Kind of Is quiet Unless we're watching movies And And he's into it It's the craziest thing Because it'll be It'll be something That won't make any sense With what he's talking about Right But he, he ends up Telling you all of these things that you wanted to know. Cool. And it gets
1: pulled out of the movie. So. Wow. It's a great, uh, interesting. Yeah, I was, uh, uh, you know, at the uh, uh, comics unleashed taping yesterday. Mm-hmm. I came in uh, when you were telling your measuring story. Oh, okay. Very funny. How did how did your taping go? I couldn't stick well, around it, for the it, whole. Thing.
0: It was it was fine. Right. I, mean, you know, I just I didn't really know what to expect. You're sitting
1: down and you're just. I know. They kind of cue you to do bits. Right. Yeah, I did the one right after you. You're five, and I was six. Yep. But then there was also they had to do that interview thing, and then yeah. you got to do the makeup and all that how did stuff. It so happen? it's good. It's fun. Yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised because I I'm with you. You're kind of in an environment where you just you know because you've seen the show and you realize how the the device for it to you know to be set up, but you know. Yeah, it's funny because there's the they cl- the audience claps on their own.
0: But right. the times they are like there's I'm a girl in the wings waving them all.
1: Right. The warm up comic. Yeah, yeah. 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 and yeah. I thought
0: she was doing great, but there were a couple times mm-hmm. where,
1: uh, like, you do the setup, but right. it would get
0: a laugh. And she thought it was the punchline. Because right. she doesn't know is, that my comedy at all. Sure,
1: right sure.
0: So she's like waiting yeah. on the clap, and I was we're like, right Wait! Now.
1: Right. There's
0: another line that's better. I know. <laughs> I
1: did. I had that a couple of times where there was like a laugh, and then they it incited applause. And then I realized, like, um, if I wait for this to die down <laughs> and then say the the line. So I distinctly remember like, saying in the line while they're still clapping, you know, or having just like, let's let this whole moment trail off, and, you know. And then Byron, I don't know if he did for your taping, um, he was sitting in the chair and kind of directing from the chair, like he's like, alright, everyone applause, 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 applause. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, so he's I mean, talk about... He pumps those things. Dude, yeah. And from what I hear, they just air for years and years and years, you know. I'm glad I... I was happy for the opportunity. If someone wants to, like, hey, we'll pay you and we'll put you on TV. It's like, of course, I'll, of course I'll do that, you know? A lot of people watch that, too. And I think because Comox Unleashed isn't beholden to a network, it yeah. can be on, like, in L.A., it's, you know, like KKL9 at 1 a.m. And then you go into New Jersey, it's like KXBN 27 It's whoever buys it can yeah. have it. Yeah, right. So... I don't know. I, I don't think people watch stuff anyway. That's like... Why not take the chance of getting a,
0: three people to buy your CD or whatever I, it is? I agree. And then get a little money and get to see people you haven't seen. I, I mean, that's what it is for me. It's like any time I come here or go to a festival... Yeah, a festival, you know, come on. I could give a shit about that. Right. That
1: performing. Right. It's the hanging out with everybody. It's the hang. That was like... That was kind of inspired the this whole podcast that I'm doing. It's like... What's happening right now is my favorite part of doing comedy. Yeah, you know, hanging yeah, out with yeah. comics or actors or writers and stuff, and you're just like, hey, let's go have lunch and let's, you know, like, large yeah. <laughs> let's make a lot of cool sculpted. Let's dump on this trendy <laughs> area full of successful people that we're dying to work yeah. with. Let's, let's let them have it. It was both barrels. I actually like on this block, like maybe like a hundred feet from here, I did I did like a video short this guy, um, it was called Piggyback, and it was like a, a send-up of, like, Uber and Lyft, only, you know, instead of getting, like, a ride for a couple miles, like, if you just have, like, a few blocks that you don't want to walk, they'll send a piggy back. and like you can just get on the guy's back, and, like, they have a pig snout, and that's how you can tell that it's your guy, like, and you hop on it, you just... So it was like, I was on a date with this girl, and the, you know, I sent her away at the end of the date with a, on a piggyback, and so it was... As we were shooting it, it's so like scaled down. It's, like the size of the grill, there's like three guys. Like, one guy was directing, maybe there's a couple camera guys in it and a sound guy. And you're like, this feels you know, you're not you don't want to use the word rinky dink, but it's just like, oh, you know, but the it was great, it was really great. It the way that they, yeah, and I was just like one of the segments from it, they you show different scenarios where okay. you could use piggyback, and then I think a lot of it too is um, like the post production kind of these younger people who are coming up already have like in their back pocket as they were doing it since they were like 12. So it's just like, oh, I can do chirons and screen grabs and all this other stuff that makes it look so much better. And then the cameras are just like, they shoot it on like a little red and it looks like a, it looks like a movie.
0: I did, uh, I put a special out on the internet for free cool. a couple of years ago, and I shot it all over hands. You mm-hmm.
1: just had like three, four cameras set up? and
0: I had uh, six, because they only when they film, they only go like 12 minutes, I guess, or something. Oh, that's right. That's but, right. Uh, so they had to switch them out, so I wanted to make sure I kept
1: all the angles. All right. Cool. Where did you do it? In Minneapolis? Yeah, at Acme? Comedy company, company yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've heard such great things about that. I see people's videos on there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty terrific. Yeah. There's a handful of clubs that you just, you just know about. And you just like, oh, Acme, oh, sure. Uh, uh, Cap City, oh, oh, Cap City. Even if you've never done them, you just, they kind of proceed, you know, their reputation precedes itself.
0: Yeah, Amy Schumer was doing an interview, and she uh, got asked to list her top ten favorite clubs. Yeah. And she listed Acme at number five, and yeah. she's never
1: done it. Uh, it was just all, everything her friends had told her about it. Wow. Uh, Put it on the list. So. Yeah, that's so interesting. when she you get a little, like, yeah, heat. And I'm like, fruit. so what do you like? Uh, yeah, I uh, can- kale, can- kale salad? Uh, you know, <laughs> like, if you were just a normal person, nobody would ever ask or care, you know. You just
0: walk up to somebody, what are your ten favorite <laughs> gums? <laughs> <laughs> far, like you five. heard me. Ten,
1: now. I don't
0: chew gum. Ten favorite. You know, I guess that used- that's the candy bar game when you get held down in gym and get knobbies to your chest and you had to name ten candy bars <laughs> so I guess that is the old school version of what's your t- top ten name them typewriter top ten comedy clubs on, oh on god name them name them, name them. and oh. if you did them too fast the worst was so you'd memorize your ten candy bars right. and then you'd be on down on the back, your back people pounding on you and you'd name them too quickly and they're like no memorize ten more and you're like I don't think
1: there are twenty candy bars <laughs> did I say payday yeah you said payday <laughs> <laughs> my brother used to do the typewriter which is, you know, and then the slap on the face is returning it back to the original <laughs> yeah, I had like two older brothers and um, they were like my, my oldest brother picked on the one below him and then when I became the one be, uh, below him, they ganged up and teamed up and, and up and picked on me Yeah, so, you know, that's what good brothers do and then below me was a sister so you know you can't. Write you can't verbally? do the typewriter game. Oh, verbally, <laughs> <just> verbally <laughs> emotionally. Yeah, it's. I don't know. We're all good friends now, but oh, that's good. yeah, but it's one of those things. Like if I was a, a, if I was a parent to my brothers, I just you know, I'd be holding them by the scruff of the neck it's like, hey, this is your fucking brother. Yeah. Look out for him.
0: Did you? Well, don't you think it's one of those things where they? I mean, maybe not for you, but. Did, I'll just ask Did they pick on you at home But then out in public If some shit went down they had you back
1: I don't remember an instance Where shit went down in public Where they were, were like standing up okay. You know And they, they, it's not like They were, were monsters or anything yeah. And yeah. then maybe just like The little dramatic kid In your, in the back of your mind Like I was always nice, They were nice to me <laughs> Like maybe I was just a bitch
0: <laughs> That's what <laughs> i cool. Some, you know, comedians sometimes have uh, the worst uh, bad childhood stories. Right? Yeah, man, I mean, I just, I drink so much now, and I go up on stage and talk about my feelings, and <laughs> what happened? Like, um, my dad didn't come to a Little League game one time. <laughs> one time. That's what caused all this. Right. One, right. And I'm a dad, so then I'm thinking, sure. oh my God, I've missed at least ten Little League games, so... Mm. My kid's going
1: to... Well, and then there's like, is that, is that really what happened? Or, or you know, you, you're just behaving this way. Yeah. Making the, up drama. Like, yeah. Trauma. Trauma. Uh-huh. Yeah, All I watched right. uh, America's
0: Got Talent. And this good-looking little kid, yeah. you know, comes on with these uh, dimples. Uh, he plays guitar like Jack Johnson or uh, Dave Matthews. Oh. He's got the little feet flip that he does. But, <laughs> and his story is... <laughs> They show his story and I'm ready to weep. I'm a sure. crier man. Of course. And uh, he's on there and he's talking about how he was a, uh, his parents abandoned him when oh, he was five God. and his little sister was like three or something. Maybe I have the ages wrong, but how old was he now? And now he's like, maybe 20. And so when he turned eight, that's like the the cutoff zone for adoption. Nobody ever gets adopted when they're eight. Interesting. And then these people came and adopted him and his sister. And it's like this amazing, and the mom that is crying, and she's like, oh my God. And Howie uh, is on there, and he goes, he goes, well, now we've all adopted you. We love you. And America's adopted you. I'm just sitting at home going, oh, my God. <laughs> I appreciate how I appreciate it. So then now this other kid comes in. Good-looking kid, same thing, same genre. And now he's struggling, right? He's given his story. He's this really good-looking kid. And he's like, you know, also my parents got divorced when I was 20. He was, like, trying to make up this horrible thing. You're like, save it. If yeah. You had him until they were 20. You should be fine. <laughs> Abandoned really okay yeah. and he's uh, he's he's showing that he's cooking breakfast for like his four siblings and it's in this amazing kitchen it looks like an HGTV show after
1: picture yeah it's got like (laughs) an island and a big (laughs) hood over (laughs) the stove and you're like a mirror above it for instructional so the students (laughs) so you can see what I'm doing (laughs) save it pal oh dude that's a tough follow how do you do that I mean if it's producers maybe you arrange it a little bit differently maybe give a little break oh man
0: if I was a good looking kid I'd have been like uh I'd kill that guy's parents right just may as well go out with a bang
1: oh dude I did a show uh, Sunday night at the Echo Plex here in Echo Park and um, I went on uh, after Mark Maron and Echo Park and that that whole um, the, the, the people that were there were there to see him and you know he killed it and he did like a half an hour and then I went on right after him and right before Bobcat Goldthwait so I was like right in between those two guys and I did like 10 minutes and I was literally brought on right after Mark like they didn't the guy in the sound booth didn't even turn the music down in between the you, you know what I mean yeah it was just like oh hey, that was that was Mark Maron and now your next guy Maron's outro applause became your intro applause 100% yeah. and I was just like I did not want to say it to the guy but it's just like just please go out there and do 60 seconds do 90 seconds, do something where people can get up and go to the bathroom, get up and do, uh, have a second to forget about him, because I'm a big fan too, and he, 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 he killed it. Then I go out there and I, I did okay, you know, but it was a five, maybe a six. It was like laughs, so like, huh. Uh, you know, very ninety degree. They were there, and then they just kind of like went away. and Bobcat, I had never met him before, but he's sitting at the edge of the stage watching my set, and you, you know, you just never want to be seen like hey everybody it was it was tough, you know it's those guys have fans and audience, and you know deservedly so, but Bobcat
0: knows Bobcat's one of the coolest
1: guys I've ever met Yeah. He's up there. And after my set, and he went up there and did, you know, like 20 minutes, half hour, killed it. Came up to me and, you know, said hey and talked to me about some of the things I talked about when I was on stage. I was just like, that's really nice. That's really nice. That's cool. I mean, he
0: pays attention. He gets, he's involved. Right. Right. All that kind of stuff.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever worked with him before?
0: I have. I worked with him at the Cincinnati Brew Haha uh, And uh, we got along really well. I mean, Gangbusters. And so. Right.
1: Right. Right. He's a mensch, yeah. you know, yeah. in the best way. Yeah. Uh, should we go in and order? Do you want, are you seeing anything that you like here? Or?
0: I didn't uh, even
1: look. I didn't even look yet either. I All right. I know is that we cannot have it at the table. It's just, they don't do that here. So we can order it here. And That's for order. sure. I might just get like a salad or something. Okay. A couple of members of the geek squad just walked past us, you know. Oh, I have some questions. I have Got some... You know
0: what? In that uniform, I would take that shirt off. <laughs> you could ask more questions than a doctor. Right.
1: Nowadays? Yeah. I have a question. Why do I have a PC? <laughs> Let us... Why am I doing this? Yeah. No, I, I, I have a Mac, but I, I think the whole thing is just a big racket. Because every the time they come out with the new, uh, the new thing, suddenly the old one like, it's buggy. And you can't like, or you can't. Well, you can't upgrade it once you do the next. Like my uh, my sister in law wants to give me her like old iPad. But I don't. I've never had an iPad, and it's not like I'm like snooty and you know discerning about it. But she's like, eh, it crashes all the time because it can't be upgraded anymore. I was like, well, it's like four years old. It's five years old. If you spend five hundred dollars. It should not. It should always be upgradable.
0: Yeah. 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 Should because they don't tell you that at the store. So yeah. like, hey, you want to buy this warranty? And also, <laughs> the warranty lasts longer Alexa, than the upgrades. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what they, they should be. They should have to tell you. Right. Are you running uh, Snow Leopard Lion? I don't, I don't know what that is. Oh, you got it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I am. Uh, whatever. The, yeah, the newest. Right. right. I don't know what it is. I just hit yeah. You can pop
0: it, download, yeah. download.
1: Yeah. Upload. And I'm just trying to figure out how to turn off the notifications on the phone. Cause I like woke up this morning and there was like five things. Like one of them was like a CNN bulletin, and then someone else like, "Hey, just followed you on Instagram." Hey, or uh, Twitter. It's just like, "Hey, are these people just favorited this guy's tweet." It's like, what? What? I think you just have to go to the settings. right? I should check it out but it's so much more fun to complain oh, yeah, oh my absolutely. god yes yeah I
0: could hear ten solutions ten very viable solutions to a problem right. and I will disregard all of them to keep my problem so I've something to bitch about
1: and you can say fine I'm not even kidding I'm trying I think it was like uh, Jackie Mason he did uh, this joke where he had this story about like just kind of like the, the old complainer he was like oh you know he was like I'm so thirsty I'm so thirsty and like finally someone like gives him a drink, water, air. We drink a water and he drinks he's like oh thank you I was so thirsty I was just so thirsty <laughs> some people are just gonna you know uh, okay I'm just gonna leave the recording device out here I feel I don't know should I stay next to
0: you
1: nah no, I don't think this feels <laughs> this feels ritzy enough to what do you want me to order you something well, I just don't want to leave us out here. Okay, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll go order something, and I'll, I'm sure they give, have like a number or something. They at least have to bring it no, out. It's really right? I would think
0: they have to bring it. Okay.
1: So what do you, what do you think? I'm gonna go salmon spinach salad. Salmon spinach salad. And here's the thing, uh, when I'm in there ordering, ordering... May have just ordered the most expensive thing. No, Nope, I don't second Okay. We're good. <laughs> <No, we're>
0: good. <laughs> Saved <Sabin>, by the statement <laughs> mushroom. <laughs>
1: Saved spinach salad. Um, I'm not going to edit out anything when I leave the table, so it's... No. <laughs> so these uh, 14 minutes, uh, they're all in. Yeah, I'll be right back. You want to uh, like an uh, iced tea or a Coke? Or a uh, just a water. Just a glass of water, water. Okay. yeah. Cool. Cool. I'll be right back. Okay, Thanks
0: he's walking into the bungalow to get the food it looks like he has good he took those stairs like he has good hips i have very poor hips so when i take stairs there's a there's a hitch in the giddy up if that's a phrase where i have to like swing my other leg really fast to keep the momentum it really is listen i'm not from here i'm from northern minnesota so There are some real, in my opinion, douchey conversations that go on in this area of the world. I think there's... Probably self-important people everywhere, but I do think... So in the Vietnam War, America promised uh, the people that lived in the hills, they were Hmong, right? and uh, They were they promised them if they helped America fight in war that they would bring them to America relocate them and they really were spread out all over America but like some sort of magnetic device um, there are a couple locations one of them being St. Paul is a huge Hmong population even though they weren't put there they were put all over and then <clears throat> just kind of met there and now they have a big Hmong festival every year and everything and it's great I think that you need to be uh, you need to have a sense of community so I think it's great and I think that that's what L.A. is it's It's like, hey, do you think that you're more important than you are? Try to find this Hollywood sign and rent a place. Now, that's just me complaining. I'm sure a lot of people from L.A. and Hollywood will listen to this. And I'm going to sound like I'm having a douchey conversation. I look like a crazy person talking to myself right now, so. But, um, yeah, it just seems like a lot. I have met some kind people out here, too, so I'm, and I'm not backtracking. I stand by the self-important thing, but it's not a blanket statement, of course. Um, so what are you guys doing? A number? I don't know. We don't have a number. He just, he just went in to order food now. But if you can't find anybody, we'll take that.
1: Yeah, they have food.
0: Have one of these high-tech trackers. Oh, nice. Yeah. Before Lucky uh, number five. Before you just cut from the 20-minute mark until now.
1: Okay. At least listen to it. I will. Okay. I will. I'll probably just leave it all in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you won't. I guarantee that. At least, at least give it a listen. Before right. You it. Yeah. It's a perfect opportunity to launch into your like. Right wing political beliefs uh, The Koch brothers I support everything they do What? Oh I totally did that wrong then. I didn't do any of that stuff I was singing lullabies It's all in dude I, I, It's all It's all in uh, Yeah I, uh, Thanks for going in there And ordering that Oh yeah my pleasure Yeah, yeah it's You know a place like this uh, You never can tell And it looks so artisan In there yeah. Like even the water That I got us Was in like this mug That you like like turned it and they refilled it and it's I don't know is there places like this in Minnesota or what's the
0: yeah I was going to say that earlier when we were talking about this area mm-hmm. that there's one or two places yeah. there's an outstanding donut coffee shop mm-hmm. in, uh, where I live in okay. Fergus Falls it's called where's Fergus Falls it's like it's three hours from Minneapolis Cool. Fargo, North Dakota, so it's like forty-five minutes before you get to Fargo.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. My family moved to California from North Dakota, okay. and I had a brother that was born in Minnesota. Okay. So I mean, I those, you know, yeah. those things resonate. Sure. For sure.
0: And then there's a little uh, sandwich shop. You know, all the sandwiches are named after the streets. Okay. Mm-hmm. It comes with, you know, kit. but it's it's very. And then next to it is. a... Uh, like the knickknack shop right. You know. Yeah. So those are the cool places. And those are the two places when I leave my house to eat, that that's where I go. Right.
1: Yeah, and also give me the Garrison Keeler sub. Oh yeah. That's like a, the sandwich at your in Minnesota. The, what? the The sandwich in Minnesota for Garrison Keillor, yeah. You know.
0: Oh, we cool. right home. They would name it after all the famous Minnesotans, but there mm. would be three sandwiches to choose from, so <laughs> it's
1: like Lonnie anderson <laughs> Give me the Paul Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> is he a Minnesota guy? I don't think so. Uh, maybe I'm just wishing that was true. Uh, give me the mean Gene Okerlund. Oh, is it? <laughs> One of those guys you couldn't dispute where he's from. I don't think Mean Gene's from. Uh, but my dad was in a seminary in okay. uh, uh, St. Paul. He okay. was a Lutheran pastor. And actually, my brother went to St. Olaf in Northfield. Sure. So. Uh, a lot of buddies know. that went to St. Olaf. The Oles. You know. Nick Swartzen's brother went to St. Olaf. Oh, really? Yeah. Are they, like, Lutheran or they're...
0: Uh, I, I don't know too much about their religious upbringing,
1: but mm-hmm. I, I would think in Minnesota it's a good chance you're Lutheran. I think it's. I think you have to be. Yeah. yeah. And it's the only place they pronounce Knutsen correctly.
0: Oh, uh, I don't know if you heard, but yesterday, the girl at uh, Comics Unleashed, yeah. she goes, um, I have uh, Matt Knudson here, right. and so I took the walkie-talkie, and I go, it's pronounced Knutsen, please confirm. <laughs> and she goes
1: yeah I guess it is that's so funny thanks uh, and then she goes uh, like over or something like go over now. <laughs> right. I oh that's so funny I, you want to hear the other half of that equation oh yeah because she was standing next to me the whole time she's like she's like um it's Matt, Matt Newton and uh um, I was like Believe it or not, it's 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 pronounced Knudsen. She's like... Ah. And then she keyed the walkie, and she said, Matt Knudsen, to make fun of me. She's like, I got Matt Knudsen here. Ah. Like sticking her tongue out and mocking me. That's and so then you, I, did, I thought that was like one of the uh, uh, ADs, or Eric, the producer, like, you know, trying to like, we don't want that kid now. That he, but that's so great that that was <laughs> you. Because she came back after you did that to her, and she said... Well, apparently somebody doesn't have a sense of humor <laughs> I was totally I just thought it was so funny that I
0: because the makeup guy right. and the hair Jeff lady
1: and Leo yeah right. looked
0: at me and they were like what are you doing because I, it's their walkie talkie yeah, it's right.
1: right. nobody knows where the, it's not like there's a point of origin it's like everyone's on channel one Anyone who goes on Channel One can. Well,
0: know. it's the idea behind the firing squad. That right. way, no one feels bad because they don't know who actually shot the bullet that killed the. Guy. Right.
1: So, but somebody's gonna die. So when there's ten, right? You just go for it, and nobody knows. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I used to work on sets and stuff, and everyone's on Channel One like all the time. Like, and then they have different like production is on, you know, Channel One. Okay. And then if you want, to, like, communicate. Uh, something to somebody like in the longer thing because that's just very like short snippets. They like take it to two, so you gotta switch the radio to channel two. So if you want to like listen to what they were talking about, you can always just like switch that's
0: it. That's special, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's right. And grips are like on channel three, and electrics on channel four, and they all just you know have the little like things that they key that they like flip it to their shirts oh, yeah. and like all right, I bring to, pan the fan the lamp left, and you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, if sets get too loud. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, did you live here for a while and move back? Were you always a Minnesota guy? Always I was a Minnesota guy. I moved
0: here for uh, a summer. because so I was with an
1: agency that was like, give it a try. Mm-hmm.
0: And then I moved out right here for a summer, and I got one audition. And I was like, mm-hmm. Eh. Fly out for that. I know, right? Because when I was flying out, I was getting three or four a week because they <laughs> knew I was coming and had time to plan it out.
1: Right. It's almost like looking at yourself like you're on the road. Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in, in your town this, this week. Yeah. A... Can you do a coffee shop where you have to pay five dollars for a spot? Yes, I'll, will I'll do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's better than you know, especially too, like when you do comedy, when you go into a city, you could. Almost immediately, put yourself into the um, like the flow of, uh, of the comedy scene, and uh, you know, just because I mean that tour that we were talking about, I I just emailed. I was doing cold emails to people. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in Wyoming in this block of time." Huh? What do you say? And I just, you know, like credits
0: and <clears throat> stuff too.
1: I sent him like a Conan link, and yeah, you know, absolutely. a link to the website, and then he's just like, you know. But it was so cool because, in addition to doing like the shows and like camping and stuff, the people that I reached out to to be a part of the show were like local comics, kind of up, up up and coming people, sure. a part of the scene. So you're like, hey, come come open for me, and you know, you can. It served the purpose that they could be a part of like a like a. A legit comedy show, and then their family and friends can come, and absolutely. Know, so they do ten, fifteen up front, and then I do forty-five to an hour, and then it's hey, everybody, you know, yeah, a lot of absolutely, it felt great, man, shaking hands and kissing babies. Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly it. You know, are you a squeaky clean guy? <sighs> no, I mean yes, but no. Okay, because I mean, it's like when you, anytime you watch a guy's TV set, you don't really know.
0: Because
1: you right. can there's certain things you cannot say. Sure. Totally. Okay. So, so, yeah. Um, I'm not, well, here's the thing, like, if it's like a live show or you're in the moment, I'm not going to like, well, I can't say shit. Sure. You know, I mean, if you're doing some, like, church group or, or something, oh, right. or, you know, but I don't, I can't say that I really use profanity as an adjective. Okay. You know I went to the fucking store And I was You know It's like oh, I, went to the, I went to the store I mean if it's If it's the last sentence Of like the punchline Maybe But even that I mean yeah. How you about know, you? Well I use
0: it I'm not necessarily clean. I mean I can Yeah
1: clean, I saw your
0: Free flow And I just kind of flowing, just kinda Oh
1: yeah Five that's us wow,
0: I can't do Thank you. Jeff, uh. Not perfect. This is it. Yeah. Uh,
1: silverware. Hot sauce. Cholula. Telasco. I just need silverware. I just yeah. need silverware too. Yeah. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Um, um, but when you're like riffing and kind of. Yeah, I mean, I almost use. You said you don't use swear words as an adjective. I use them as a
0: comma. Uh uh-huh. To think of my next thing I'm going to say. Interesting. Like, you know, you said yeah, I, went right. swear, I went
1: to the fucking.
0: I went to the fucking. <laughs>
1: movies, Six Flags, you know, whatever it is. Right. And so I almost used it as... The like movie about Six Flags? To, yeah, Have you seen drag that movie? it out. Right. Yeah.
0: right. But once it's all written and it's all done, all those, come, all those are yanked out.
1: Right. Right. I also think, too, if you're going to write something that's, like, I guess... Super profane. It's like, well, this doesn't even have a chance. Thank you so much of being on, you know, The Tonight Show. You know, I saw your Tonight Show with Conan. I thought it was awesome. You know Yeah, it was really, really great. But if you have a story like, well, I guess I can, you know, do my, you know, my my cunt joke. <laughs> just like, well, don't uh, you know, but I also don't want to, cause it, a lot of times when you hear like oh somebody is like clean that they, they come off as of like kind of pious or you know or even, even hacky yeah you know? that's true well I mean what is it with this airline sickness bag I mean do we need the directions in every language it's like I don't know if I'd do that for the sake of yeah I uh there's a guy from Minneapolis named Isaac Witte uh-huh. who grew
0: up in is the church is that his real name yeah grew up in the church His uh, his parents were in a a Christian sketch group, and he's, he's really clean on stage, right? But he kind of introduced me, him and Tommy Jonigan love Tommy and some Johnigan. other guys introduced me to this really squeaky, clean, without like, comedy that's funny, It that mm-hmm. isn't hacky, and, mm-hmm. and it's well done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to think it was like, Oh, you're you're really clean comment. You must fall down a lot then to get the laugh. And, right. and now it's, I completely
1: changed my view of those two. It completely yep. changed my view. Doggone it. Don't you just hate it when, you know, yeah. you look at like Brian Regan. Yeah. Or like Seinfeld, Jim Gaffigan. Those guys kill it. You know? And there's almost a more relaxed, like if, if a, I, went to um, Brian Regan like a few months ago in Thousand Oaks and his crowd was old people, um, their kids and their grandkids. Yep. And it was 2,000 of us, and we were all happy to be there. I remember doing a show, like, when I was first starting out. It was at some, like, sushi bar in, like, Thousand Oaks or something. It was, like, one of those shows where, you know, you just, I'll drive anywhere, I'll do, you know. And everyone was, um, it was like a, kind of a family crowd. But everyone was, everyone else who was on it was just so, like raunchy and so like I was, I was uncomfortable for the audience that was there and then I didn't do that and then uh, it was just like a father and son they were hanging out and then you know it was the the first time that I saw them actually kind of like relax and enjoy the show a little bit oh yeah it was just like hey look I'm not gonna say um, I'm not gonna talk, tell that story about when I fucked a pile of shit Yeah. You know, oh thank god oh you know it's more relaxing for you too you know yeah have to worry about it. But uh, just quickly, not to interrupt you, you you fucked up all the shit. Oh, I did. And it was the biggest orgasm I've ever had. But that's it. I would believe it. I would (laughs) believe it. It was so warm and
0: steamy. It seems like that. that. (laughs) I think that little kid would have liked hearing that with his dad.
1: (laughs) I mean... Yeah. I do think about that, though. It helps me relax. Because you know when you like, especially when you're doing like 45 or an hour and you're kind of like comfortable enough to uh, uh, go into like the floating catalog that's in your head that you can like oh maybe this moment calls for maybe this thing or this bit or this bit I don't really have moments where if I'm in a family crowd or like you know whatever where I I have that floating catalog like oh can't do that one they're mostly, I mostly can do them you know
0: for the most part well I never
1: work in family environments I, I still rarely do
0: that's, that too That's true for me Yeah Yeah Cause yeah I am um, You know I have a 15 year old son now Yeah He's a 15 year old boy And I right. don't I don't pussyfoot around What he's up to Right I kind of get right to it So Yeah You were 15 Yeah You get it well, That's that's the thing if, if somebody ooze it I'm like you know, Are you for sure Are you sure because you're married to a guy that did it or you are a guy that did it or you know your kids are doing it or whatever it is you might want to think about that before you
1: start judging right right Uh, and I also say this all the time too but like if you're if you're laughing it's too late to judge you know you can't laugh and like oh (laughs) oh 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 oh. it's like nope nope trust your body trust your body (laughs) just go (laughs) just go with it buddy that's so true yeah I'm not a really big I don't know for me the biggest offense is not being funny you know you say anything you want if it's if it's entertaining and you know but yeah you want to yell at me and call me an idiot I'm going to need to be
0: laughing while that's happening (laughs) and you're going to most likely need to work on your likeability
1: (laughs) you just don't get it Oh no, 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 we, we get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There are times when I genuinely think people don't get like it. Mm-hmm. But don't, just because I'm not
1: laughing, don't assume. Right. No, I understand what's happening here. I'm just, I'm not into it. No. But I, um, when I, before I moved to LA, I had never done stand up, I had never performed in any way so I started and I was doing stand-up and improv and sketch and so I was just like doing all the things because I was just I wasn't like someone who developed in a scene like I moved here from Chicago after honing it in for eight years it was just like I was literally like wide-eyed and like how? what do I need to do to you know so I was so wide open to all I guess the, the triad of you know of those forms of comedy, sketch improv and, and, and stand-up, so... What did you move here for? I want to be an actor and a comedian. You just moved here without having done any of it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just like, well, if I'm going to, like, learn how to do it, I may as well go to the place where they're doing it, you know? Holy crap. You know, if I could go back and maybe, like, do Second City in Chicago and do stand-up for four years, maybe I would have done that, you know? But... Also, at the time when I moved here, before I moved to LA, I was a merchant marine for like five years. So I was already into my mid 20s by the time I was just like, you know what, LA. So I didn't have those like formative, because I didn't go to college. I didn't have those like, well, I was in a sketch group in college and we did, you know. We were called the Young Americans and we, right. I didn't have any of that. I didn't have any contacts at all. My first job, and I'm air quoting, job in LA was doing PA work for free. Just to get on sets and try and like, what's going on? You know, I don't, I don't know anything, but I'm not asking for any money. So, what do you say? Oh yeah, I can empty that trash can. Yeah, no problem. But then also like going and trying to do shows at night and taking classes and all that other. Wow. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah.
0: She's like, hey, you should, uh, you want to do comedy? You should try an open mic. No, no. <laughs> I'm moving to where it all happens. <laughs> I'm skipping open
1: mix. I'm skipping that stuff Yeah Yeah That's ballsy Yeah I, I mean Yeah I, I guess I don't know I, I don't know what to say It's just kind of like your your bio You can't really Go back and rewrite it or anything mm-hmm. It's just you know it's just kind of is what it is It obviously but worked It's been alright You know It's it, we've been here for 16 years And um About six Seven years ago, I was able to stop doing anything besides, you know, acting and stand-up and That's stuff. That's right on pace. Yeah. That's yeah. anybody. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I mean, to truly give something right and not Especially have, have to sleep under, to under an awning or in or a bush or whatever. Think. Right,
1: right. Yeah, and I, um, I think everyone has those days where you are just like, oh fuck, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do more. I gotta have this. I gotta. Where's, how's my screenplay coming along? You know. But then if you take the long view of like what you're able to do and you say you just kinda of come in here with a vague aspiration, maybe I maybe I can get an agent. Then they'll give me auditions. You know. But I remember like submitting to stuff and like the back of the like, like backstage west and for student films and you know you wanna drive out to Silmar to be an extra in a student film? God, Absolutely! That Are you kidding me? In front of the camera there, man! That's what I told people before I left my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be an extra in a Loyola Marymount grad student, though. Can you imagine? But I did all those things, like, just to learn how to audition. Because it's so nerve-wracking going in there and just, like, pretending that what you're doing is real, you know? Remembering your lines And all that stuff Yeah
0: I <clears throat> My grandma got dementia A while ago I'm sorry today, And that's uh, oh, okay It's uh You know it's kind of good My grandpa's been dead For a while and I think she's just Kind of like Hey man I'm just waiting And it's cool for her now Because she's Let go of everything mm-hmm. She doesn't care anymore Because mm-hmm. she doesn't Remember it Yeah Which is Liberating For my sister and I To watch this transformation Because this is a woman Someone could scream at her for five minutes, and she'd go, "Okay, okay." Just sit there, right? Wow. And Now she's in an assisted living place. This guy yelled at her for <laughs> something, and she made like a monkey noise at him because he was uh-huh. just yelling, and it sounded very high-pitched and chirpy. And she goes, <laughs> "Scratched her armpits," and I've never—I don't think I've ever laughed at her. And she doesn't care, because tomorrow morning she's going to see that guy and not remember she did it and not feel bad. Right.
1: So that's kind of how I've started. How was the monkey noise received by the guy? Not well,
0: (laughs) but I was there. So,
1: and I was laughing, just kind of staring
0: at him. That's hilarious. And uh, it kind of made me think, like, you need to care to a certain point. Yeah. But not as much as most people do. I mean, if you look at how many anxiety which anxiety medication is handed out I know right versus like the early 80s yeah forget right there's it's so much and so yep. um, I just burped salmon and kept talking to you that's was what you it. do
1: that's professional and then uh,
0: yes yeah, because everybody cares so much mm-hmm. but watching my grandma not care I was like oh, I'm not going
1: to care and then on stage wow yeah so liberating yeah there is, um, you can tell when people are enveloping the room with their personality and you can tell when the, the crowd is bigger than the person and when the person's bigger than the crowd. And when the person's bigger than the crowd, they can just, it's like the keys to the kingdom, yeah. you know. I've had nights where I felt like, hey, anything goes. And I've had other nights where I'm like, lower your head, just go through. you know, you, you got to do 45 no matter what this is the worst I've told them I've uh, a
0: couple times people been like are you done? you can be done now like if I'm trying something that's really outrageous about my kids or something yeah I like, go that's not how it works this is my ship captain goes down with the ship and I'm taking full responsibility but we're all going down together I'm not leaving the stage that's right so we're just going to do it yeah. see what happens
1: yeah I was uh, booed off stage at the um, Fort Lauderdale Improv and it wasn't like I was out there, I was featuring for Jamie Taylor, He took me out, and um, they just, they hated me, but I still had to do, like, the 20 minutes, so I'm, like, 11 minutes in, and like, you know, and that's, like, a club that's attached to the, have you ever done Fort Lauderdale? Mm-hmm. It's uh, attached to the casino kind of thing, and so you could have those stragglers kind of coming in that are... been drinking all day and you know I was probably greener than I'm remembering but it was not good but I was like well I still gotta do about nine more minutes and it's just I'm dying I'm dying up here I got two of those <clears throat>
0: Baltimore Improv uh-huh. John
1: Panetta John Panetta one of the most generous guys I've ever met. rest in
0: peace Drop sure on the road he used to pay for my flight and then match whatever the club paid me wow so it was like, I felt like I was killing life. Wow. And, but the first, first night I ever worked with him was at the Baltimore Improv, and his fans would bring him full cheesecakes, full on cheesecakes from the Cheesecake Factory instead of flowers or whatever. Wow. Yeah. So I go up there, and back then, really into health. Mm-hmm. So I'm wearing like a tight, shirt like long sleeve t-shirt and just you can see my abs through it just, just a piece of shit right. and these people hate me and rightfully so because I still have my same attitude but my body makes me but now now when I say stuff people are like look at that chubby little guy it's so so uh, I get down to barely any laughter at all and there's a cherry stem on stage and I picked it up and I go see this cherry stem I'm gonna put it in my pocket. And if it's not broken, when I get back to my hotel room, my wish is gonna come true. And my wish is that I see, never see any of these fat motherfuckers ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Left the stage, and I just hear one person cackling in the back, and I assume it's the ticket guy. Right. Well, it was Panette.
1: <laughs> my manager
0: calls me the next day, he goes, Panette loves you, thinks you're really funny. Um, smile a little bit on stage yeah. and oh, don't wow. ever call his crowd fat motherfuckers ever again right. Right? and he's going to bring you wherever you want was like, all right great
1: great wow well that's hilarious
0: what brought that up is uh, Fort Lauderdale Improv I Got Fired I was working oh. with Jeff Dunham
1: uh-huh.
0: and I went on stage and I <clears throat> was eating it so I took my shoe and my sock off and I used my sock as a was like, oh. <laughs> is this what you guys wanted like doing it but not even trying to do Pentriloquism. So the manager comes back and goes, Hey, um, Jeff's writing partner was down at the Miami Improv and he was wondering if you guys could switch for the week. And I go, No, he wasn't. He hates me and he should. That was a really asshole move. I I get it. But if he wants to fire me, he's got to come back and fire me. And so he came back and he goes, Hey, I didn't appreciate that. And I go, Nor should you if it was an asshole move. And I just, I was pissed at the crowd. And uh, he goes, so I don't want to work with you the rest of the week. And goes, all right, let's cool, I get it. Yeah. And I shook hands, and and then I got switched, and everybody was happy for the rest
1: of the week. Wow, and I got wow. to meet a very cool guy down there, comic Al Jackson. I love Al Jackson. Yeah. Okay. We were um, new faces together at Montreal. Oh, cool. Yeah, 2009. Yeah, he took me all over and hung out, and we had quite the evening. It was actually
0: when Katrina was coming in. Wow. So it was a purple sky and the palm trees were
1: bent over. And I was just down in the hot tub uh-huh. watching all this. It was great. <laughs> yeah I just think I remember walking back, because um, back then New Faces, we were in a separate hotel, like away from the Hyatt, which mm. is like the big hotel where everyone mm-hmm. goes and parties. Mm-hmm. But we probably like we're at the in the at the bar until like 5 a.m. And then Al and I walked back to uh like his room at this other hotel like a few blocks away and smoke pot out of a Coke can till like seven in the morning. she's <laughs> like, all right. That reminds me, I gotta have Al on the show. I, I just ran into him like so a month morning. ago. Such a great guy too. He has that kind of like, that look in his eyes, he just looks mischievous, like he's, you know. He can't is. wait to share something with you. Yeah. If he starts to share what really happened at the end of that night, yeah. don't let him tell it on, on air. Okay, <laughs> I'll cut it out. I'll just, I'll, I'll send you the audio file. It's like, yeah, this is, this is banned. To see how deeply he knocked me out. That's right. That's hilarious. Wow. No, No, he's a, he's a good guy. Yeah. Our, um, our new faces class, it was me, Al, Pete Holmes, Chris D'Elia, Mike Kaplan, Roy Scoville, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, Mary Mack. Uh, I'm trying to write. Yeah, I don't remember them all, but it was like one of those where you just like. When was it?
0: 2009. Five, yeah, it was up there. that Fibers. Year. Oh, really? I was up there that you're doing a different show. Ah, cool. I saw Scoville. And-
1: uh-huh. Yeah, I tried to get in Last year but I reached out and, I don't know I'm still waiting to hear <laughs> It was a year ago Yeah I, I'm on hold Backload. Oh okay I also know too Like any comedy show Or TV show Or festival Or anything like that There's only like 80 billion people like, hey, um, maybe I could be part of it some way, you know, so. If you don't hear back or you don't get booked, you can't take it too personally. Mm-hmm. It's just, you have to be professionally pushy, but, you know, if you walk mm-hmm. around with a chip on your shoulder, no one's going to say like, hey, who was that guy that um, seemed unhappy? Let's let's get him in, yeah. involved in our thing. It's like, I mean, eh. this is going to sound more Minnesota than I mean it to, but right. uh, keep your eye on your own bobber, man. Oh, big time. Yeah, big time. And also, too, it's never one thing that, you know, there, there is no longer like, ooh, he did this one set on this one late night show, and then from there, poof, things really took off. <laughs> it's like, no, it's, he did this one show, and then that's one more thing that he could talk about, or his agent could talk about. Oh, he just did this, and this, and this. And then you sweep him into a pile, and that's what you call your career. These are the things I've been able to, to pull off. Oh, hey. Yeah, great. You want me to be on your show? Oh, God, no. No, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. no. Got a chance. But we do really think you did great with that other stuff. <laughs> did you watch uh, The Link you? Oh, God, no. No. No, we actually, uh, we're just going to bring in Jim Brewer. Oh, okay. Well, um, well, that makes sense. I was looking down eating when you said did you watch the links I sent you Yeah, I thought you were talking to me and I was no. like oh shit no no there's no way no, I, I was still doing the character of <laughs> guy pitching himself right. hey I'm in a web series oh oh god come on do you like write shows and try and pitch them or is it um, any more of that kind of thing I am I am writing room, but most
0: of my writing effort goes towards stand up I just love it so yeah
1: I hear you yeah, it's your voice, unfiltered. What's that? It's your voice, unfiltered. Yeah. You know? I mean, maybe that makes me a
0: megalomaniac, but to put out, like I put out an album last last October, recorded it last October. Cool and ready to record again. and I just got to find a spot. Wow, another album in a year, huh? But just, uh, who knows if it's ready. Maybe it's a little movie CK-ish where you're like, hey man, half of
1: that special wasn't done. But yeah. If you like it, you know. I think so. That's got to be a litmus test, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I have two albums. The first one I put out, I had been doing stand-up for nine years before I released it. And then the second one I did um, just this year... And it was three years after The first one So I just didn't want to do one But like I've been doing stand For 18 months Here's my first album Everybody It's Like we were saying That stuff's untakedownable Like once it's been Spewed into the universe yep. You know You're judged on your Whole Body you know? Funny because Gaffigan We were talking about him How clean he is and stuff mm-hmm. But they play stuff
0: on XM Yeah From his earlier albums Yeah and he throws the F bombs
1: on him. He does. I noticed so that. Funny. Even like in his hot pockets bit. He's just, Oh, I would just be fucking terrible, you know. <laughs> oh. He does, but I think he just Oh I don't I don't see him doing that now. No. We, we all grow up. We all <laughs> It's true. Still waiting. Yeah, still waiting. Well you're dad in it, so you're seeing someone grow up right before you it must be amazing well, it's weird because he's going to pass me pretty soon I got into
0: comedy because it was the closest thing to being Peter Pan I could think of
1: Yeah.
0: and now he's he'll settle back down I think it's a race to adulthood mm-hmm. and once you get there you're like oh this sucks shit oh dude and then you settle back into kind of a happy medium
1: yeah I mean you only get a chance to be a kid one time you know and once you begin to take on adult responsibilities that is a wrap on childhood You know, your first uh, rent on your apartment, Mm -hmm. when you start buying your own food. And childhood, lasts 18 years, and after that, it's over. Yeah,
0: you're right. I told my kids to go outside one day. They wouldn't. Stayed in and watched TV and it was a nice day. The next day, I had them do yard work that didn't even need to be done. Mm -hmm. Outside doing everything putting those, like, just anything they could do. Right. Then we go in, made them cook, and then afterwards, I made them sit down and help me pay the bills, and like figure out exactly what wow. the stuff is. Wow, that's genius. And I go, how was your day, you guys? And you go, it was the worst day ever. I'm like, yep, that's what adulthood is. Like. So next time I ask you to go outside and play, go outside and play. Yeah, that's like. I go, hey, guys, outside, it's too nice to be watching TV. Wink. Wow. I mean, the doors don't genius,
1: man. You should, uh, do you do that as a bit. Huh? That feels very right All right. Well, this has been fantastic. Uh, you're at uh, Chad Daniels on Twitter? At Chad Daniels 34 34. Yeah, ChadDaniels.com for tour dates. Cool. Awesome.
0: And then you can check out a, that free special I was talking about. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you. Chad Daniels
1: as is on uh, YouTube. Cool. Okay. okay. Yeah, this is... I appreciate hey, you, me. Oh, yeah. In, in your face, David. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy work, nerd. All right, that was episode 50, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Um, make sure and check out chaddaniels.com and um, dare I say dot grabbymunch.com, and, of course, sexpotcom.com. New episodes come out every Saturday, so don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, join. SoundCloud at all. Thank you all for listening and in the immortal words of Russell Simmons, thank you all for listening. God bless. Good night.
0: This has been a Sexpot Comedy Joint. A collaborative, community-driven comedy produced by Andy Jewett and Kayvon Calibari. Headquartered in Denver, Colorado, with technical support from Isaac Miller. Every day at SexPotComedy.com or at a show near you. Until next time, be well, friends.